On today's episode of the SPEMA Council podcast, we had on Michael Lenart, a registered physiotherapist, a the lead physiotherapist for the Canadian men's national para ice hockey team, formerly known as sledge hockey, and a board member on the medical advisory department for Para Golf Canada. This was a really, really interesting conversation, and I, and I, I don't say that lightly because not not because he brought such a unique perspective that we really haven't seen before in the Spima Council podcast. Um, we haven't really looked into the para sports sphere, and he brought a wide variety of insight as to what that's like from his work on the sledge hockey, sledge hockey slash para hockey slide, how he got into that and what his role looks like now. Um, you'll hear about his experience uh, in, in last winter's world championship uh, up in Ostrava, Czech Republic, and his work uh, as the board member for Paragolf Canada and making the game accessible to all involved. Um, he's got a great, great philosophy on my, on, on my, on mindset, a great growth, my, a great growth mindset, uh, ph ph philosophy that um, that, that is awesome. And he also shares uh, a bunch of tips on, uh, uh, on a safe return to sport for anyone that's doing uh, intramurals or getting back onto the playing field for the first time in a while. And, and, uh, and, and again, and a huge shout out uh, to our guest co-host, Anaya Pitt, uh, who you will be hearing from in a few seconds as we preview this show for you. Without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is the SPEMA Council Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Hope everyone's having a fantastic day. I invite you to pull up a chair, sit back, and relax, and welcome you to another episode of the Spina Council Podcast. Yes, I finally nailed the ping pong smash. Yes, Thank it was God. amazing. This last episode was an epic failure. Probably, if I sent it to the Sports Center, not top ten, it would be at least in the top in, in the in the in the in the top three of shameful. <laughs> athletic moments from average Joe university athletes. Thankfully, this, this episode is not the case. It's okay. You redeemed yourself. Thank God. Thank God. Um, before, before we get to introducing our guest for this, for this, for this episode, I'd like to welcome our guest co-host. Um, she's been on the podcast, but she's been on the podcast before as a guest on our, on, on a round table. We had this, we had this year, but, uh, but it's, but, but it's come back again to be, to, uh, to, to co, to co-host ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Anaya Pitt to the show. How's it going? Hello. Hello. I'm doing pretty well. Glad how's, to be here. For sure. How's, how's the, how's, how's the, how's the year been, how's the year been going for you? Any, any, any classes on campus? Yeah, I've actually got most of my classes on campus and I nice. actually, I really, really like it. It is a definitely a step up from last year. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine going through an online, an online, an online, an online year in, uh, in, in, for, in, for, in first year. Like, yeah. you know, I don't, uh, don't know if you've ever had an 80, an 80, an 80, an 8 a.m. lecture, but the first day of classes was for me was an 8 a.m. and I can uh, people are notorious for, uh, for, for probably for like not going to it because it's early, but I look around and it's a full house mm -hmm. and that just blew my mind. Just absolutely yeah. blew my mind with 
with with with I guess how desperate people were to to get to get back to to get back to some in in person stuff regardless of the time. Like my like my preference is like I do not care what time what 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 time what what time it is. If it's in person, I am. I am making double time. I'm making double time to camp mm-hmm. to campus because I don't want to miss any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. My first class actually was eight in the morning on Monday. And mm. that was like, okay, I really have to, you know, kind of gauge when I have to leave my house because I wasn't used to it, right? I was yep. kind of late. Everyone was looking at me, but that's okay. Now now I'm kind of in the in the hang of it. Um, but yeah, I really like the in-person classes. I really like the program stuff I'm learning. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited for the rest of the year. Good stuff. Going on to the to the to, to the to the guest we had on, we um we had on Michael Lenart, um a uh, a, a a practicing physiotherapist and uh, and 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 the lead physiotherapist for Canada's para uh, para ice hockey te- ice hockey team, formerly known as sledge hockey. Um, a lot of really really uh, interesting interesting points because uh, I don't I don't think we've had any any of uh, uh, anyone who who has had the role like he like he has so this was an interesting episode to learn about a sphere that uh, that personally I didn't I didn't I didn't really, I didn't really know mu- I didn't really know mu- much mu- much about and there was a lot of interesting things on you know um, on how on how his experience with uh, with the world championships ca- uh, came about especially in the bubble environment eh Mm-hmm, yeah, for sure. Super interesting what he does. Um, it's a nice kind of change of scenery. I'm used to a lot of the sports business side, but learning about, you know, the physiotherapy aspect of being behind a team and traveling with them and helping them out. It was really interesting to learn about, and especially the uh, Paralympic sports. Um, I love hearing about them because it's super amazing what those athletes can do. And um, it's great, uh, the entire organization behind them. Yeah, doesn't doesn't get doesn't get doesn't get enough 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 exposure for yeah for sure how, for for how, for how talented these 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 athletes are. They can be they 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 can be impaired. They can be impaired from from the from the from the chest from the chest down. Impaired from the weight from the weight from the waist down. You get them onto a playing field, and it does not matter because mm-hmm. if you've and if you've ever seen a sledge hockey game before. And the way that they that they that they shoot, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. Their arms are le- are a couple inches off the ice when they sh- when 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 they shoot, and it's a simple flick of the wrist and top corner. Me, I imagine I, I I imagine trying that, and I'd probably get ten centimeters if I'm being generous off the ice. <laughs> so. Um, so just incredible, incredible, incredible athletes, uh, that he, that, that he, that he, that he works with and, and tends to on a daily basis, because as you, because as we're going to see in the show, it is not for the faint is not for the faint of heart, especially with how the equipment is, how the equipment is designed, particularly this, particularly the, uh, the, the sticks that they use to play. Um, he's, he, all, he, all, he also gave great, great pointers on, uh, on a successful return to sport for students um, as intramurals are, are, start, are starting up at the time of this recording. I don't like to predate recordings, but uh, I have my first extreme intramurals game coming up in a couple, in a couple, in a couple days and, uh, and, and, another, and, another, and another tennis match um, as, as, as well and looking to do 
better better than the than than the than the six two thrashing I I I, I got last week. So it so um. <laughs> So it's so um, a lot of great pointers for those uh, doing intramurals uh, this this year, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for everyone getting back into sport after not doing it for so long, um, it's definitely important to take care of your body and make sure you're doing it safely. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. Well, I think. Well, well uh, I think this is this is enough of a preview for now. But before we go into uh, the full interview, the full interview with Mike and I. Is there anything that's uh, that, that you that you like to add before uh, before we give before we uh, send it over to uh, to Mike's interview? Uh, yeah, I mean it's an exciting episode. I learned so much, and I'm first of all super grateful to be on this podcast. It was lots of fun, and yeah, super excited to get into it. Awesome. All right. Without further ado, here he is, Michael M- M- Michael Michael Lenart, the head phys- the head physiotherapist for Team Canada's Para Ice Hockey Team. Enjoy, everyone. All right. For this episode of the SPEMA Council podcast, we have a very unique guest. Some uh, and a field that uh, we haven't we haven't really touched on in our uh, in our three seasons here at the Spima Council podcast. Um, a graduate of the Western University Kinesiology program, uh, along with attaining his master's at the University of, of uh, Toronto in physical therapy. He's been a physiotherapist since 2014 and in early 2021, um, he got appointed to Team Canada as their lead physiotherapist, starting with the world champion championships in early 2021 um, in Ostrava, Czech Republic. Uh, He's currently slated to be uh, the lead physio for the upcoming 2022 Beijing Winter Winter Paralympics. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Michael Lenart to the show. Mike, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Well, thanks so much for having me, Anania. Really like what you guys are doing, adding value to the space, and uh, happy to be a part of it. Thanks, thanks, Mike. Just, all right, let's uh, let's get to the first word, uh, the de facto first word of the Spima, of the Spima Council podcast. Mike, what mindset have you adopted to forge a successful career? Uh, well, I think the the biggest uh, influence in my life when it comes to mindset is the concept of having a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And I don't know if you guys come across uh, this in, in reading or in the podcast previously, but uh, I think I think the more you can have a fixed or a growth mindset when it comes to your experience and, and uh, your interactions on a day-to-day, I, I think the more you have an opportunity to take control of, of the experiences and situations that, that come about. And I, I would say that's the, the biggest thing for me and in my life is trying to have that sort of mindset uh, and continuing to use the opportunity and the people in my life um, or podcasts, for example, much like you're doing here to learn more about maybe gaps in my uh, education or gaps in, in my area of expertise that um, either I knew I had, or sometimes in, in, uh, in learning more, you, you don't really realize it's a gap until you start to learn from, from an expert. So I would say that's, that's the biggest thing in my uh, in my life that's that shaped me and helped me overcome uh, both challenges and, and failures too right we're we all uh, want to be successful but uh, oftentimes with success comes failure and I would argue that you really don't become successful unless you've had failure in your life and it's how you 
how you kind of respond to that failure that um, really, I think, shapes, shapes who, you, who you are. So that would be my biggest uh, influence. And 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 though and all of that and all of that is 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 a is a great great tidbit, uh, especially with with growth with growth with growth mindset. You know, in the in in the especially in the in these times when every, when almost everything seems to be uns, uncertain in a way, there's really no room for. I guess stand. I, I guess I, I. I guess stand. I guess standing. Stand. Stand. Standing. Standing around. We're in a fat. We're in a fast paced. We're in a fast paced world. The sport industry is definitely no ex, no exception. No exceptions. No exception to that. And I guess uh, I, I. I guess to to keep your to to rise above to rise above. Um, where uh, to rise above the the top the top uh, um you, you have you have you have to keep adapting keep moving keep moving forward keep evolving uh with what with whatever with whatever comes your way and you know it it it, it, do, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't really matter what the what what the what what you're encountering or what the cons what or what or what the cons or what or what the con or what the concept concept is when you get down to it it's just all about ad- ad- adaptation willing to willing to willing to willing to willing to learn and willing to put willing to uh, at, at least push yourself to get to get you into uh, in, into into a great into a great position so I like how that how you uh, conceptualized uh, the, that growth that growth mind that growth mindset theory for you. Yeah, it's something that uh, it it takes practice, like anything, right? Like like a muscle, mm-hmm. your brain is a muscle, and it, it's something that uh, you know, unless we put the work into training the mind uh, and and training, you know, putting ourselves in these types of situations, it's it's not something that just comes about, right? There's uh, lots of opportunity to uh, for resources out there, whether they're audio or or books that you know we can all. Uh, consume um you know it's a it's something that's information is definitely out there it's just you got to be willing to look for it for sure 100 percent. awesome all right so uh michael you went to western for your undergraduate and u of t for your master's so uh and, and you specialize in physical therapy so what kind of drove you to pursue this route specifically in sport physiotherapy yeah, well, I think if you ask my friends, I'm, uh, I'm probably inherently a competitive person. Um, you know, whatever that comes across as, whether it's playing cards or, um, you know, sports, um, it, it's, it's always been, I think, a natural gravitation towards me being in the sporting world. Um, but I'm also kind of a, a, a team first guy. So I, I really think that, uh, you know, team sport especially, and, and whether you're working with individual athletes at a high level, you really start to, to kind of gain the realization that even individual sport, there's a team of people around these athletes, right? So I think that combination of being inherently competitive, um, but also kind of being team first or team oriented, uh, naturally kind of helped me gravitate towards sport physiotherapy. And then more recently in my career, um, uh, my gravitation towards parasport stemmed from a, an experience placement of mine at, at Lyndhurst Rehab Center in Toronto. So when we're at UFT, there's different placements that you'll go on 
uh, throughout your phys physiotherapy education. And one of my favorite placements was, was Lindhurst. I thought I had a kind of in my mindset anyways, I thought, okay, I'm going to be an orthopedic uh, practitioner. I'm going to gravitate towards sport. But then I was kind of torn when it came to um, choosing my first job out of, out of school. And the main reason was because I enjoyed that placement at Lindhurst um, so much. And for those that don't know, Lindhurst is our kind of one of our main rehab uh, centers when it comes to rehabbing spinal cord injuries. And yes. uh, I was fortunate enough to, to work among and uh, alongside some really great practitioners and mentors there. And uh, so now more recently, Parasport has just been a, a beautiful blending of the two. Um, and I've, I, I, I would say that's kind of the biggest kind of culmination of, of events that led me to where I am now. Nice. Before, before I get, before I get into, uh, in, in, into, uh, um, one of the, uh, one of the, one of the points that's, uh, that, you, that, you, that you, that you said, you said there, you got, you said, you mentioned you had, uh, passion for, for, uh, for, for card, for card games. What's your, uh, what's your go-to? Um, well, more recently, uh, with that, with, the, the para hockey team, it's, it's been cribbage, uh, Interesting. So lots of crib. Um, but, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, poker or euchre, always, always down for a euchre tournament. Uh, we also travel with Monopoly Deal with the team. So if we can get a few games of Monopoly Deal going, then that's always a, a team favorite as well. No, Monopoly Monopoly's gotta be gotta be the game where <laughs> you're where it's where at some point there's gonna be at least two or three that are absolutely heated because they because because they because they because they rolled went went to, went went to went to jail had to pay the had to pay the income tax. Jeez, there's My, no way you can go through a game of Monopoly without yelling at someone. <laughs> it's a good, good test of friendships and relationships. That game. <laughs> you're just you're you're going you're you're going you're going through the game all 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 of all of us all all of us all of us all of a sudden. Could you shortchange me forty dollars? Forty dollars? You're costing me the game. <laughs> On a more, on a more, on a more, on a more serious, on a more serious note, though, um, that it that's that's truly a a, a unique a unique a unique route, and um, and 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 um, and you know the, the the that spinal cord injury rehab center that center that that seems to be quite quite this quite the quite the special place, and you know. Um, I and you know I haven't and I haven't I haven't I haven't been in one, th um, thankfully because I know how debilitating spinal cord injuries can can be can be. But you know when you're when you're when you're in when you're in there it, it must it must have been so so um, so so um, uh, invigorating just to see I got I to see pro see the progress that these that the that these that these, that these that you know the, those people those people have made. Uh, cause you know, cause you know, they come, they come in, they, 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 they come in, maybe, maybe they're in various levels of paralysis, of paralysis, most being told to that they're probably not, they're probably not going to walk again, but, um, you know, I, 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 uh, the, mo the, one of the real, one of the examples that I can think of with the spinal cord injury and, you know, how, and, you know, how, how, and how, uh, and how, you know, people committed to the health of that person can, 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 can level them to extraordinary heights is Ryan Strasnitsky of the humble, of the humble, of the humble Broncos. 
Um, if you're familiar with his, with his with his story, he had a cute with he had a real bad spinal cord injury from that bu- from that bus from that bus crash. Told that he's probably never going to walk again, but yeah. got placed in this uh, in the in in this in in this um, in in the in the in this in this center and you know. Uh, and you know his progress is all over social media. And you know, two year two years later, he's at a pro, he's at he's at a he's at he's at he's at a point where he can actually take while 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 heavily assisted a few a few a few a few steps. So you know it, it must you know it must have been uh, it, it must have been quite um, quite uh, quite quite the situation to see I guess the progress of some people in that in, in that in, in that center. Yeah, for sure. It's, you know, kind of like COVID, it's, it's a, uh, it's something that doesn't discriminate, right? So it, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter your, your race, your gender, your age, um, your, your wealth status, or your socioeconomic status, it, anyone can have an injury, right? Or a trauma that, that will lead you to a place like Lyndhurst. And, uh, you know, you learn quickly when you're there that it's um, no, no kind of two spinal cord injuries are alike. Uh, it, whether it's from, you know, the stages of acceptance that each individual goes through in their own time, um, or whether it's their level of, of impairment, right? So mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's truly an amazing place. And I'm fortunate enough, my wife is a, a physiotherapist as well, and she works in the outpatient kind of spinal cord and, and neurological setting as well. So, you know, we, we, it's, it's a, a big part of our life and it's, um, it's very re- rewarding, challenging for sure. Um, but, uh, it's very rewarding. We're lucky as healthcare providers. And if you're you know, looking to pursue a career in, in healthcare, um, it's a, it can be a really rewarding job. It's very challenging at times for sure. And I'm fortunate throughout this, uh, you know, pandemic not to have been working in a hospital. Cause I can't imagine the, the added stress and strain that would have on our frontline workers mm-hmm. and healthcare workers. Um, but yeah, it can be a very challenging uh, career as well. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a passion for for both my wife and I. Yeah, and you know, it's it, through the enthusiasm in your voice when when, ta- when talking about this, it seems evident that you know you, you you've you've achieved a sustained level of passion for the work that the work that you do for a long period of time. And shout and again, shout out to every single healthcare worker that sacrificed literally everything over these past year and that year and three quarters to keep, 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 to keep us safe. They have their un, they have our undying gratitude for sure. Moving on to, moving on to the next, to the next question here um, has to do with your uh, recent appointment to uh, team Canada sledge hockey team um, with uh, the IPC, with uh, the, the para hockey world championships um, you know, in, in, in Ostrava that were in early 2021. Um, what attracted you to the world of sledge hockey in the first place and how did that role uh, come to be? Yeah, well, I've, I've always been um, heavily involved in, in hockey and the hockey community and really enjoy it both from personal experience, but also working on kind of lo- more local teams uh, in and around kind of York region and Richmond Hill. Um, and then like most things, when it comes to high performance, you know, you, you get your foot in the door from, from a connection. So I was fortunate enough to have my previous employer set the connection and provide me with the opportunity to, to first work with the, the para hockey team. And uh, kind of the rest is history from there. You, 
you, you get introduced to the group and the guys and you fall in love with the, the guys, the, the work, the staff, um, and you quickly kind of figure out that this is, this is where you want to be. Right. And, and I think, um, it's, it's something in, in, uh, in my life that, although, you know, you put a lot of time and effort into it, it's, it's definitely extremely rewarding. And I feel super fortunate to, to be a part of all the events that I have thus far and, and look forward to trying to get the job done in Beijing come, come the Paralympics soon. So. That's the goal. That's the, that's, that's the goal. That's the goal. eh? That's the goal. Always. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're super fortunate to be a part of the hockey Canada, um, you know, community and, and the organization and, you know, the, the goal is three goals, right? Men's, women's, Paralympic. We're going as, as one team and, and uh, you know, that's the goal, triple gold for us. So we're going to try to do our part and, and make that happen. Awesome. Love that. It's super inspiring. Um, yeah. So during your time at the world championships, kind of take us through what a typical game day would look like, such as um, duties you have to accomplish or even some events that you had to react super quickly to kind of take us through um, how you dealt with those and what you kind of do on a daily basis. Yeah. So I, I've been fortunate to be a part of two world championship teams. Both were actually in Ostrava, Czech Republic. Uh, this most recent one, um, was during the pandemic, right? So it looked a lot different than, uh, than the one in, I guess, 2019 uh, or 2020. So the big thing for us um, is making sure that we're doing our part in, in staying healthy, right? And staying safe. So usually in the mornings, it would start with a, a COVID test. Uh, so we'd go down and they'd have nursing stations set, set up at the hotel. The hotel was in a bubble format. So we weren't able to either leave the hotel or the rink. So we'd have kind of designated um, event staff to transport us uh, to run and, and get whatever supplies we may need or equipment that we may need. But it would start with a COVID test in the morning and then we typically have breakfast. Uh, and then soon thereafter, we'd go to a pregame skate uh, at the rink. Uh, once we get to the rink, you know, we, we, have, uh, we have equipment managers that, you know, go to the rink 6 a.m. You gotta, if you've ever been a part of a hockey team, the young sun heroes of, of the world are the, the equipment guys. They're there. First one's there in the morning, last one's that leave. And so they're, they're there doing their thing even prior to, to us getting there. And then typically we would take, a, take the group, uh, myself, I would take them through an active warm up. So the guys would check their equipment and we'd go through an active warm up, make sure that they're ready, uh, whether that's uh, a foam rolling or mobility prep some band work, um, those types of things. Uh, and then we'd, we'd monitor. So as a, as a healthcare provider, we're always overseeing on ice activity just to make sure that in the case of, you know, emergency that we're there and, and we have kind of our emergency access plan ready to go. Heaven forbid something happens. Um, and then after, after practice, we would, uh, you know, do it. We take them through a cool down, go through the nutrition, high performance habits, get our protein shakes in, get our recovery methods going. Uh, and then we'd head back to the hotel. We might do a, a post-meal uh, snack or post-meal game. Uh, and then typically the players have some, a little bit of time where they can, you know, take a, take a nap or, or get rested uh, before we go through pretty much that same process uh, prior to the game. So then we'd, you know, work our way up pre-game meal, travel. Uh, we'd go through the same warm-ups that we do a lot of habits, right? 
Um, and then the coaches would do their kind of on ice um, coaches chat or, or sorry, pregame kind of coaches chat. And then once we get onto the ice, it's, it's showtime. All eyes are on the, on the players and, and we're just there to make sure that uh, if we're needed or called upon, then, then we're ready to go. So a lot of our work from a medical team happens before beforehand. And then uh, we're, we're there just really in case of emergencies. Were, uh, were there any were there any emergencies that you had that, yeah, that you sort of had to re- had to react had to re- had to react to or was this or was this a, uh, a um, or was this a relatively quote unquote easy easy tournament where where you did where you didn't really have any um, any 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 major any major in, 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 injur, injuries because you know because you know sledge hockey is. A lot more a lot more violent than people than people than people than people than people re, than people realize. You know, not only not only are you not only do the sleds have super sharp blades, but they've got. But correct me if I'm wrong, but they've got these picks at the end at at uh, at, uh, at the at, at the top at the top of their at the top of their sticks that people that's uh, that that play that play that players use, and there's a risk that. Uh, that the, that the players can get uh, can can get can get can get nicked nicked up accidentally from those. Yeah, absolutely. And for those that haven't had a chance to watch it yet, it's uh, truly a, an amazing sport to watch. It's you know high flying, lots of contact, everything that you know hockey brings. It, it has, and uh, you know it's it's uh, it, there's kind of a component of mid- medieval jousting as well out there, right? These guys are on on sleds that uh, are made of steel or aluminum and it's uh, it's pretty amazing to watch but unfortunately yeah it comes with you know a high degree of of contact and sometimes injury as well so we unfortunately at worlds we had a few fractures um, that we had to deal with so you know part of part of our management as a medical staff is then you know to that individual player preparing them for transport managing shock making sure that we're doing what we need to do to create a long-term management plan for those athletes to get them ready for that next event, whenever that may be. So yeah, lacerations, like you mentioned as well. So for those that don't know, it's like you're holding basically two mini sticks and on the end, there's kind of razor blades and and picks right on the end to allow them to skate, right? So those can absolutely, um, you know, go to vulnerable areas. And and, uh, when guys are uh, scratching and clawing for pucks, loose pucks are in the corners, um, they definitely become a risk. And and yeah, we always have, uh, we always travel with Hockey Canada with, with doctors, team doctors as well. And uh, it would, it's definitely not uncommon to have lacerations uh, be, a, be a, an injury that we have to manage. So lots, yeah. of, lots of excitement uh, from a medical standpoint. Um, and you're, you kind of always have to be on your toes preparing for that worst situation. It's one of those things where if you prepare for the worst, it usually never happens, but it's one of those things where when you're not prepared, that's when something's going to happen. So we always make sure that we're we're doing our part from medical staff and and coordinating with host medical to make sure that the appropriate steps are in place to heaven forbid something does happen that you know we can quickly and swiftly manage it. And for the viewers at home that like are still not convinced that this that that sledge hot that sledge hockey is is on 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 the is on the rough is on the is on the is on the rough side. Do me a favor. Watch some highlights of a of a of a sled of a sledge of a sledge of a sledge hockey game. Absolutely, you will, be, you will be shocked. You will be shocked at, of about the level of physicality 
that goes that that goes into it, especially the battles in the corners, and the skill and the skill the skill to even do that is on is on is on is on is unbelievable. And you know, to this day, it's still beyond me why when we go when we go with the when we go to the Olympics. There's all this. There's all this. Co- there's all this coverage um, around around the around the main sports uh, on multiple networks. But when we get to the Paralympics, you look at the actual coverage, and it's usually limited to 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 one to one network and a cut and a couple and a couple and a couple stream and a couple streaming sites. Which you know, it, which you know, I hope I hope I hope I hope changes because that because there's a there's a lot of people that. That probably haven't been exposed to haven't been exposed to the sports that are in for a huge eye opener once they once they want once they watch that 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 first that first game, but uh, moving going on going on to another pair of sport that you're involved in, um, you were also you were you've also been appointed to the medical advisory board of Parent Golf Canada. Um, within those responsibilities, what general goals are you trying to um, achieve uh, within 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 the sport, uh, such as, as such as increased accessibility or um, or 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 um, or, a, or a higher degree or a higher degree of safety or any or any goals um, other than that? Yeah, well, I, I really have to tip the cap to Todd Kirsten at Paragolf Canada. He's done a great job at uh, creating this initiative. In increasing visibility to the sport and uh, that's that's where we're at right now in year one we're really just trying to increase the visibility increase participation um, paragolfcanada.com uh, provides uh, an opportunity to, to join a membership um, it's it's something that allows us um, to create and shape some events around as well so we get an understanding demographically at, at where our athletes or where our participants are then that allows us to shape where we can host these types of events right and so that would be my first uh first advocation is just try, if you're interested you know paragolfcanada.com uh, register as a membership or use it as a platform to learn more about they're also on on instagram paragolf canada um and yeah we're they're really we're really trying to push right it's it's a sport that unfortunately you know maybe unlike basketball or soccer i think the sport of golf is inherently uh, exclusive just because of financial reasons alone like it's uh, one thing over the pandemic I think it's one of those, those few sports that you could do because of social distancing or physical distancing um, but that's come at a cost as well that's you know to get out there you're probably 75 100 bucks around and if uh, you want to be a competitive athlete um, you, you got to be out there on a regular basis and so we're really relying on on uh you know, some corporations and, and uh, strategic partnerships to try to make it more accessible for individuals. And then secondary to that, you know, disability, there's, these courses are hard to access, right? You got, you got bunkers, you got greens, you got hills, you got rivers, the creeks, like you can find yourself, especially if you're golfing uh, like me or like my friends, you're all over the course, right? So it's one of those things that um, there's a lot of barriers. It's not going to be easy, but it's also, provides us with a great opportunity to smash through some of these barriers and, and try to try to grow the game. So yeah, I'm just really excited to be a part of it. And uh, there's really going to be some exciting things coming down the, the, the road down in year two. Uh, this year was really all about trying to gain and increase the visibility of the sport. 
Yeah, and and you know, if if any if any if anything, you know, what 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 your what that organization is 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 all is also doing is just providing providing another providing another outlet for uh for for the for the uh for the physical for the physically um in, for the physically impaired to be to to be to be a to be a to be a part to be a part of and you know remove the stereotype that well since 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 you've had since you've had this major injury you can't you can't participate you can't uh your sporting career is 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 essentially is essentially down the drain which is the which is the which is the furthest thing um it's the furthest thing from 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 the from the from the for uh, from, from the from the truth and you know with 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 covid even though you know there is there uh even though golf golf courses by na- by na- by nature are fairly rugged in terms in terms in terms of in terms in terms of terrain in terms of terrain uh you um we you know we've seen uh, a, bo- a boost in golf in golf course in golf course usage because you know it's 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 safer so as long so as long as you you keep you you keep put you keep pushing forward with this um and uh and people people are gonna people are probably are gonna be are gonna be are gonna be attracted to it because because you know may because you know with no no just no no disrespect sludge to para hockey but some some people may not be may not be ready to go you know in an indoor in an indoor setting for 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 sport yet based on their own risk to, risk risk to, risk tolerance and golf golf could be can be there as an outlet to uh to um, to, uh, to to get to get out to get out to get outside and uh enjoy sport in a in a in a, in a safe and distant and, and distant manner for sure, I, I think sport has tremendous power, especially when it comes to rehabilitation. Um, and I know that'll be a focus with um, some of the new hospitals, such as West Park, in, in trying to create a, a framework of rehab that's centered around sport, or at least has sport as a you know adjunct to therapy. And um, you just think of all the benefits that sport can can teach you and, and life lessons, whether it's you know teamwork or learning how to, to lose or, or win uh, graciously. It's, it's one of those things that uh, I think becomes even more so important when, uh, when you have an injury or a, a disability that may leave you feeling, um, you know, maybe withdrawn or, or excluded from your uh, previously normal day-to-day, right? Or previously normal activities. So yeah, I would, I would strongly encourage if anyone wants to learn more about uh, Parasport, Parasport Ontario also has some great resources uh, for those and uh, if you're not sure just you give it a try I would encourage you guys try something new uh, try something that um, you know you, you never know you might find a passion for it uh, or, or uh, worst case if it's not a passion then you're, you're going to try something that um, you know is a new experience for you and it might open your eyes or give you a little bit different of a perspective uh, on, on sport or the para population in general. Awesome. So um, moving on to our next uh, and final question. So intramurals are actually just getting underway for students at Brock. Um, However, due to the pandemic, some may be taking the field of play uh, for the first time in over a year. And I really like this question because I can actually relate to it. So I'm excited to hear your answer. But with this in mind, um, do you have any pointers for students to have a successful and safe return to sport, you know, without physically burning out too quickly? Yeah, I, I love that question. That's something that uh, clinically, my job as a physio, I see this all the time. A transition of seasons, transitioning into a new sport, 
Uh, it's one of those do as I say, not as I do. I just got back to my flag football league in Newmarket, played two back-to-back games last Sunday, and man, did I feel it on Monday. That was uh, oh, yeah. probably Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. <laughs> yep, me too. Oh, I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, you know, there's, there, yeah, there's definitely things we can do to, to help put ourselves in a position, you know, to, to reduce injury or, or, you know, participate without, uh, um, you know, fear of something happening. And I think from a MSK standpoint, our, our muscles and tendons hate large fluctuations in load, right? So if we go from being inherently sedentary uh, throughout this pandemic, maybe going on the occasional run or jog, to then going onto a field and working, you know, in different planes of movement, rotating, twisting, lateral, cutting, all those things, that's going to be a shock to the system. And you're definitely going to feel it the next day. So, you know, if you have a few weeks time to prep yourself um, before the season start, you know, try to work some of that more functional or sports specific training into your, into your daily workouts. Um, that, that would be kind of number one. And then I think number two, what I see with a lot of our youth athletes or teenage or university athletes is, you know, sleep is at a premium. There's so much, so much pressure when it comes to social engagement or partying or, or uh, studying or, you know, cramming for, for a test. It's, it's something that um, sleep still has to be a, a strong consideration when it comes to making sure that we're putting ourselves into good position uh, to succeed when it comes to sport. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, you know, the, the important hydration tips and, and nutrition tips. Um, one of the things we were very fortunate to work with at Hockey Canada is a, a performance dietitian, Kellyanne. She is phenomenal and she really helps promote those high, high performance habits when it comes to a hydration and, and nutrition standpoint. So bring, bring fluids, right? Pre, pre-practice, pre-game, intramural uh, event. Make sure you're, you're doing a good job hydrating, uh, especially if you've had a night the day before. Um, and, and, you know, protein shake or recovery shake for when you're done. Uh, those are, I think, equally as, as important as kind of the physical aspects, if, if not more. Great, 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 great tips. Great tips. I'll, I'll be sure to keep, keep, those, keep those in mind because um hope because the hope is is that my uh my 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 uh my dad my my father my father's uh beer league team will be start will be will be start will be starting up so i so i'm so i'm i'm banking on uh getting getting a war, getting a warm-up game in uh sometime sometime around sometime around uh sometime around 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 reading break and uh let's just say we'll see how the first shifts go because geez I think that's probably going to be my first hockey, like actual hockey game, ho- hockey, actual like five on five games since man, I, I want to say late, like er, late February, early March of 2020, which is on, which seems unfathomable, but um, you know, for, for like, the the one the, the one thing that's going to be guaranteed for everybody is like how excited everyone's everyone's just everyone's going to be to be back like you know the old saying you know the old saying you don't you don't you don't know what you don't know what's uh, what you've got till till it's till it's till it's gone well you know a huge part of everyone's lives um, for sport people has been has probably has, has probably been missing for a, for a lot for a long long time so just being able to get back on the field on the field on the field of on the field of play it's going to be huge 
But as we get, as we draw this show to a close, and once again, Mike, thank you so much for, for coming, for coming on to the show, for share, for sharing, uh, for sharing a very, a very, a, a very unique and enlightening perspective on, on what, on what, on, on not only what you do, but, uh, but really, but really what's behind, uh, what's behind the world of pair of, uh, of, of para sport, which, you know, which not, which, uh, is something that, uh, that we, that we need to pay more attention to because there is a whole host of incredible, incredible, incredible athletes that despite whatever challenge that they, that they, that, 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 that they, that they, that they face in, in their, in their daily lives, they just simply, they're just, they simply, they simply are able to put it, to put it, to put it aside, to put it aside and, 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 and deliver in, in feet, in feats that, um, that, you know, sometimes we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't even comprehend especially sledge hockey still can't figure out how, how those, how those athletes are able, are, are, are able, are able, are able to, to, to get, to get, to get, to get the, to get leverage, to get leverage, to get leverage on, on, on a puck. Sounds like the hardest thing in the world. They do it like it's, it's just a normal day at the office, but um, it is tradition here at the SPEMA council podcast to give the, to give the guest uh, the final, the final, the final word uh, for every show. So my, my, so whether it's, uh, any anything you want to end off with, or you know what's going on with with your with your with your with your with with your physio career or Team Canada now, uh, feel free feel 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 free feel free to shoot the breeze on that. Mike, thank you again, and the floor is yours. Hey, my pleasure. I'll just start off by saying, Will and Nia, really thank you so much for for adding value to the space and. Uh, I think these are great opportunities to shed some light on on things that we didn't know about. Um, but you know, in, in trying to impart some, some final wisdom, I just pass on kind of what what I know my mom mentioned to me uh, in high school and in university. It always kind of rang true: was just surround yourself with with like-minded and good people. Right? I think that's the number one thing. You got to choose your friends wisely, especially when it comes to first year university. Is there's going to be a lot of distraction uh, and there's going to be a lot of people that want to have fun. And some people are going to go a little bit too far on the fun side of things. But I, I think you're, you're at a stage where if you really do work to surround yourself with good people, and I was fortunate enough with the, the people that I lived with and, and my friends in university that yes, we like to have fun in the social side of things, but we also had drive and we also had, um, very kind of genuine and, and like-minded moral compass that, that helped us um, when it came time to do the things that needed to get done from a school standpoint, we got it done, right? And we encouraged each other to do so. So I would say that would be the big thing. And then, you know, put yourself in a position um, where you can fail. I, I think you can't be afraid to fail. And I don't know who said it, but one of the things that kind of has, has been a little bit of a buzzword or a buzz phrase is fall forward, right? So whatever, whenever you fail, just learn from that experience and uh, try to take whatever that failure was as an opportunity to learn something about yourself. Uh, or maybe if you didn't respond um, the best you could have in that failure, then, you know, retroactively think, okay, well, why didn't I, or what did I do? Uh, or what could I have done different in response to that? And, you know, life is, life is super short. And sometimes we, uh, you know, we think we have 80, 90 years to, to live out this amazing life. And 
the reality is uh, sometimes we don't. And I think we got to enjoy the process and enjoy the opportunities that are in front of us and, and try to take advantage of them. Mike, once again, it was an absolute pleasure having you, having you, having you on the show. Thanks again. Hey, not a problem. Thanks, guys. Best of luck in the semester. Awesome episode this week. Once again, a huge thanks goes out to our guest this week, Mike Lenart, for coming on to the show. The parasport sphere is is something that we really haven't uh, gone into uh, great depth here on the on the po- on the podcast. So it was great to finally tap into that new to, to that new to that new perspective, um, specifically with uh, para hockey and para, and para golf, and see what he's doing to uh, in, to make advances in, in that in that field, and also give exposure to a uh, unique career line in the in the in the in the sport industry. So Mike, once again, it was great. Um, hear, hearing your story, hearing your insights, and um, hearing what you had to say on uh, both your career and um, and the and the parasport sphere, a huge thank you as well goes out to our special guest co-host Anaya Pitt. You absolutely crushed it, and um, the invite's open uh, for sure if you want to uh, come on to come on the uh, the show again this year. But until then. Until the next episode, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, stay classy, and see you guys soon. Cheers, folks.